Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Lean and Clean with Fitness Chef Christine. I'm your host, Christine. And today we are so fortunate to have Coach Ian from England here with us today. He is an expert on behavior change and emotional eating coach. He is all about helping you stop that binge eating, emotional eating, all the things that trip us up, especially in midlife. So without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Ian and he can let us know how it is he came to be this type of coach and what it is he does. Wow. Thank you for the introduction. I noticed you totally dodged my surname there. I did. did, Because I don't like to butcher people's names. Don't worry. Having having a name like my last name, I try to just leave everybody's last name off. (laughs) I'm not even going to try, Christine. But yeah, it's, it's Ian Bickle. I'm from the northeast of England, a little place called Newcastle. And yes, as you rightly said, I help primarily women, but I do also work with men who are in that chapter of their life where they feel like they have, in their words, tried everything. And we, we know how that is with these ladies often that have been doing diet after diet for years and years, often decades, sometimes first began when they started to notice the changes in their body or if the culture around them, particularly parents, unknowing parents, wasn't their fault. We're not in the generation we are now where we are a little bit more savvy to this sort of thing. Um, But they were, well, ever since we've been born, haven't we been emotionally conditioned? So this is where I worked in the fitness industry for the longest of time, 20 years or so. I've competed as a natural bodybuilder and stuff like that. But I never really considered myself a bodybuilder. I was just like, bodybuilding was something that I did not something that or or who I was so with a lot of my clients and the people that I want to help it's really about creating identities and a lot of people maybe unfortunately place a lot of self-worth in a a physical physical being and it's almost like when a millionaire says money isn't everything and it's give us the million and I'll find out please and and (laughs) It's almost the same with getting to the degree of, of body transformations that I've been able to do. I'm out, I'm like, actually, it's more problematic if you are at either end of the spectrum, being too lean, too, being too overweight, and so on and so forth. So a lot of the kind of metabolic and the emotional things that go on affect people in either direction. It's, hey, I might look fabulous in a photo right. or up on stage with the oil and lights and tan and all of that. But the methodology of getting there is challenging. And I'm going against survival mechanisms that has been around for millions and millions of years to keep us alive. But the irony is, even though I've done that degree of dieting and getting to the leanness I've gotten to, I see these women and people, the general population, going to what I would consider a more dietary extreme than I did getting to that degree of leanness. And these people are just normal people, average Jane and Joe. And for me... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I have a question. So I would say as a population, the fitness industry, the industry, not particular coaches or anything, but they look great, but are not always completely healthy. So when we see these Instagram people who look fabulous on the inside and what they're putting in their body may not be optimal health. And the Mm. average Jane, average Joe thinks that's what they're supposed to be like. 
And as a coach, I find that's often we have to redirect those thoughts, even for myself, that comparison game gets crazy. Um, and this is where I like, I, I really termed the emotional conditioning of what I like to do with clients is they've just been emotionally conditioned to see the world as it is presented to them and the belief systems that they've accumulated through all the experiences that they've ever had. So it, it's what I essentially do with people is we are developing a skill set. So a lot of the clients that I've worked with and ladies that have helped and guys come to me having a strong belief around themselves that they are broken and also that there is something out there that is like the holy oh, grail, the magic <laughs> bullet, yeah. the thing. So it can be very a challenging minefield for people to navigate because typically they've tried everything and the brain collects this evidence doesn't it and it says I'm not good enough I can't do this I've got low self-worth I'm meant to be fat I'm meant to be binge eat I'm meant to be emotional emotionally and all of that and they carry that memory into the future so now they are living in the past almost and particularly I think for women a lot of us have had periods in our lives maybe when we're preteens where we've up and people are like oh you shouldn't eat so much or you're in your teenage years and maybe you don't look as felt as some of the other ladies and so you start to have this little movie reel in your head saying you're right I'm not good enough I can't get that weight loss I can't get to that point I'm not I'm big boned I'm just naturally genetics I'm going to be always fat and so we play this game with ourselves so if somebody came to you in midlife and they're like my whole life I've been overweight I just want to find the solution where would you start with them Typically, I just want to, first and foremost, start with their story. Like, I need to hear what this, how this is affecting their life, how long it's been going on for, where they are right now, and what is the effects of what they've been doing, and also finding out what have they been doing. Typically, when we are meeting people within the age bracket that we typically work with them, they've got a lot of history there. So we don't know the biological consequences, the emotional consequences are often the worst uh, thing because, again, of that belief systems that they've generated. So it really is finding about, like, where are they right now? With any one of my clients, like, I meet them where they're at. And that's so important in terms of when you do a diet plan, you have a system, don't you? You do the thing. And yes, we have principles that we must meet in order to lose body weight and so on and so forth. But what I urge people to do, because I'm an intuitive eating counselor as well, Love. because part of the change is, yes, these, the emotional commitment to do different things. But also we've got to re-educate these people how to eat. The biggest thing amongst all of it is going right. Yes, I need to, I recognize the patterns that I've been doing all of my life. And I'm not just going to do a variation of the same thing, right. which is dietary restriction or restraint. So if I'm ever working with somebody, I want them to know this is what I'm about. If they're coming in with maybe a secret dieting agenda, I just want to lose the weight. I'm like, how has that mentality served you in the past? Right. Are you prepared to take the what may be up front the hard work to do that hard work for the easy life later or are you prepared to spend another 10 20 years 
losing weight, feeling great for a short period of time for it all just to smash you in the face again. Right. So meeting them where they're at and then just beginning that process. And it's not really about how we start, it's whether we start. Yes, I have systems, I have frameworks and all of that sort of stuff. But often these people need coaching. They need yeah. emotional support and guidance and direction and clarity and always compare it. Accountability too. You need that accountability because if you try to do it on your own and you've not been successful, that means you're just circling around, trying the same thing over and over again and hoping for different results. So I see the work that you do. I'm constantly impressed by the work that you do. And that's why I was so excited to have you because I think that having somebody who is an expert really moves you faster towards your end goal. And I love the mindset work that you do, because unless we really change our mindset, we're never going to get the result that we want because we're just stuck in that same pattern. And Mm -hmm. so I, I really admire the work that you do. And for my audience too, just so that I will be putting in the show notes, ways that you can contact Ian. He does an online program. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can still get help from Coach Ian. So let's say then that they've had a consultation with you. What type of programs do you have? I mentioned that you do online. And if somebody was interested in some transformation work, how would they get in touch with you? And what are they looking at? So what I tend to do is it all starts with conversations because I'm going to develop a relationship with this person. And I don't like to discuss price or anything until that that point. I just say to clients, listen, let's see where you're at. We're We're not even dating right now. Okay, we're just two people having a chat at the bar. Don't try. I'm not trying to jump into bed with you and don't try to jump in bed with me. Okay, let's just see if there's something there. All right. It does. And it may not go any further. If it doesn't, then so that's okay. I'll, I'll say, listen, I think maybe this that or the other would be better for you right now or maybe you just need a little bit more time just to think about things i offer like a free what i call discovery call 30 minutes just a zoom chat just like this where we can just figure out a little bit about one another and then i can use my coaching skills to assess like do we get on is this worth going to the next stage then that next stage would be a longer conversation discussing about how I work with clients, what it is that I do, finding out more about their story, where they are, but more importantly, within this phase, it's where do they want to go? What do they want from their life? What do they want to feel more of? What do they want to create more of? Who do they want to be? What is this stopping them from what's called self-actualization, becoming the true version of themselves? And for me, that's what this is often doing. It's not a fat loss thing. It's an emotional thing. That's what I love. Yeah. The irony is I don't talk a lot about food. And my little saying is, listen, exercise and food is easy. It's people that are complicated. If you have just been doing all of these things, like whatever, keto, intermittent fasting, tracking calories, a variation of the same thing, like you're going to be even lost, more lost and confused because one thing's telling you this, the other's telling you that. And you've had success, moderate, maybe great success in certain ones and not so in the other but the inevitable thing is now you're in this deep state of overwhelm procrastination anxiety worry and you don't want to start the next thing because maybe you've exhausted everything in your mind but you've already 
went down that road in your head going, what's even the point? I've already failed. Right. So and with, with clients, when they do begin, if they do, then I work with them for a significant period of time because this takes time. Right. I love that you look at a person as a whole and not just the weight loss component. I know many people, my own clients in, included, who've lost weight and thought that would make them happy. And they get yeah. to that goal and they're still not happy because it was never really about the weight. It was about how they felt about themselves. And so it's so important to, to work on your feelings and how you really, your mindset and how you really feel about your whole existence. It's just an, it's an important step towards transformation. And I call it transformation because it's not just weight loss. Yeah. It's the whole thing. And so tell me, is there a, an exercise component and emotional component to that? Or is it, how does yours work? So I always say to clients, the least I can do, the better. Okay, so one of the problems with coaches I see far too often is they are trying to add complexity and impress. Okay, because I think a lot of coaches need to do a lot of work themselves, a lot of inner work, because they're trying to prove their worth also. So I'm accomplished. I've been doing this a lot of years and I know what my clients are thinking. They think they need more rules and control and told what to do when to do it and i'm like listen that is not emotional freedom <laughs> if you are whatever working full-time a busy mom a busy dad as listen okay. you have to, yeah <laughs> granny you have to have what i call emotional flexibility is like the ability to pivot so i don't I, I give clients frameworks they've lived in black and white all of their life that either on or off I, I get them to live in the gray, but I don't just get them to live in the gray. I get them to what I call dance in the gray. So they are able to have this emotional ability to regulate themselves because what the typical clients maybe have done in the past, they've, they've perceived that they've messed up and they've turned what it was a drop in the ocean into a big, massive tidal wave. And for me, getting them to understand how this is really easy. Right. So we can talk about menopause and the biological consequences of that. But I'm oh, just funny. like, I'm just like, you're not even doing the basics. So you don't need to worry about all this confusion. And women especially are very vulnerable to marketing, aren't they? Because Oh, it's a huge yeah. market now. Man, you look at the and and because I'm in the menopause field. My whole feed for social media is buy these menopause pills, buy these pause everything. It's holy cow. When did it become such a marketing game? And this is the thing. I, I, I joke with my clients, but I say, listen, I'm taking you from the 95 to the 5%. I, I call it the 5% club. And I'm like, the 5% club thinks differently. They are like, they're a level up and they hold themselves in a different way. They don't let people push their buttons. They are in control at all times they choose they have healthy boundaries so yes while stuff that i do is a lot of it might be considered woo woo intuitive eating and all that i'm like listen i'm the least woo woo person like i but i think because i'm a man your body you need to listen to your body it'll tell you and i get it i'm a man i love working with women The, the dynamics with the women just work. I love working with guys, but if guys, the guys that I'm working with are just like hardcore, give me the 75 challenge. I'm like, nah, you you go and do that. Whereas if people are going, yeah, I recognize that this pattern 
isn't going to get resolved doing what I've always done. I don't need more rigid control. I actually need more freedom. I need more choice. I need the ability. And and the way I see it, you shouldn't always work with a coach or a nutritionist. This path of um, personal development is ever going. But I think if you are going to coach and they are just doing variations of the same thing, just restraining and restricting your calories, it's, are you learning anything? Are they teaching you anything? So for me, I'm like, I want my clients to come to me as if they're learning to drive. And this is stick, by the way, manual. We drive mostly manuals I over know, here. I still don't know how to drive manual. There you go. But you know how to drive. <laughs> so you, you understand the road. But it's a great analogy because when people first get into a manual car, they're like, what's going on here? And they've never driven full stop, by the way. They've been in a car, but they've never driven. The first time you get behind that wheel, it's, oh, my God. But you build up these what's called like neural pathways. You learn, you gain this skill. So for me... The whole point is I'm there sat beside them there behind the wheel over time. At first, maybe I'm more hands on, but I'm the right amount of hands on. If I keep grabbing the wheel every time they make a mistake in quotation marks, Mm -hmm. then they're not learning. So for me, it's about letting them make the, the mistakes and the failure isn't the opposite to success. It's very much part of it. So as a child, we learn through failure i've got young children myself so they do all sorts of stupid stuff but they don't understand the negative consequences now they they learn so we've got to be more childlike so i teach curiosity exploration the sad thing is i give people permission just to do what they want and i think that for me is the liberating thing with all this that they see it as a, a a skill that they are learning and then they are able to carry that skill because right. once you've learned to drive, you've learned to drive, well done. And you don't need to learn to drive Formula One and all the technical stuff in order to be I'd, successful driver. I'd be happy if people on the road would use their signals and and drive, get out of the left lane if they're driving slow. That, that yeah, would be well, happy. But at yes, least you guys don't have roundabouts. Oh, you know. we, have, we have them. We the, yeah. Now they're putting them in. They, they're like, oh, we should do this. Oh. Oh, I'd love to see a video of that. Yeah, it's <laughs> not pretty. In North America. It's not pretty because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but we digressed. So yeah, it is for me just then using what I've got, get all the skills and then just live your life. I want to know a little bit more about the NLP because I know that yeah. you're certified NLP and maybe you could explain to the audience what that is and how uh-huh. you use that to move people forward. With neuro-linguistic programming, this is really working with the subconscious brain. And this is where a lot of our kind of belief systems are built since childhood. <laughs> it, it is awfully woo. It is. but it's I, so, so traditional NLP is very much like maybe people associated with the likes of hypnosis. And there's other things like submodalities getting you into a, a state where you are able to visualize certain things and maneuver and change your relationship with those sorts of things. Now, within my coaching, I don't often do direct NLP stuff. It's just the interweaved with it, but it is picking up on people's language, how they speak to themselves, what belief systems do they have about themselves? Because typically, if somebody, a lot of the clients that I'm working with, They've just got a lot of like self-worth issues. There's a lot of, I always call like the food, the exercise, business, relationships, 
all of that sort of stuff that is very surface level stuff often what i want to go for is the domino further down the line that's going to have a knock-on effect and if i can get further and further down that line then the better the effect can be right. so over the course of working with a client they're becoming more and more trusting and therefore they can be more and more open to talking about what is the real problem and if a byproduct of all the work that I do resolves that and it's not like trauma and counseling and therapy I, I draw a line I'm like there's certain aspects that is out of my scope of practice so if somebody's going through deep trauma because they've being molested as a child or something like that I'm like I'm not qualified to talk yeah. about that yes. we can work together absolutely but you may have to see Additional. a counselor or a therapist yeah. in regards to that I do have clients who are working with me on in within what I'm doing and they're working with a counselor and therapist with whatever things they may have going on and I think that's good that's a good point oh, yeah. you have to, because you're there to give them support while they're going through this therapy and I think that's actually a really good thing and I've had a number of clients myself that I've referred people to to therapists because yes we want to make sure that we're helping people in a complete way and I think that's great that you have the NLP background that you can implement that as well so I'm sure that you've had your fair share of successes in all these years and it must be very fulfilling I, I understand that there's something really gratifying and working with people and seeing them change their lives how long does it typically take for somebody to start seeing some changes in their lives so I, I think that people have this expectation that voila, in three weeks, four weeks, I'm going to be completely different because that's what we're continually seeing all the time. And in my yeah. own experience, it takes a long time, sometimes years, not that you have to work with the coach for years, but it's it's an incremental, small little changes that add up and takes a long Well, we sometimes have to define what success is in the first place. So you know what, if we imagine my client who are in the depths of despair and they are just, in many ways, the, the feedback, unfortunately, I get is I hate myself. And when I'm working with clients, I go through a process and I'll say, listen, my onboarding is the most powerful call I'll ever do. Okay. Any, it's, it's the transaction of energy. So part of the process of working with me is stepping into unfamiliarity. So the survival brain loves to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Now, Christine, it's likely not happening right now. We may have heard about it, but we don't know if there's a meteor heading towards us right now to destroy the entire planet. Okay, we don't know. Right. But, you know, I, I can edge my bets that it's not going to happen. All right. So what people want and what diets tend to offer is certainty. Right. Do this, get this result. Now, I'm asking people in an uncertain world. Now, the one thing is certain, you're going to die. What we be, do between now and then, we have choice. Right. So I'm getting them to step into fear. Now, I call it the power of yes. So you can, okay, you say, how long should they expect to get results? It's If you say won the lottery, that would change a big psychological and emotional response wouldn't it and almost like that power of yes is like that step into because they are finally doing something right. and they invested into the process 
in many ways, it doesn't matter. It's if they are just chasing exclusively fat loss still, because part of the intuitive eating, the first principle is rejecting the diet mentality. Big hurdle for people to get over. Oh, it's like, listen, I'm like, listen, like my clients, they, their body finds where it's meant to be. And if you have years and years of your diet and history, the likelihood is you've lost a lot of lean body mass, not just muscle, but potentially bone mass. You've got lots of things going on. There might be a period where we just need to create this baseline. All right. And just get to understand our body again. So there's a lot of emotional exercises that I do with clients because of that emotional fitness, that emotional conditioning that I do, that is helping them build themselves up from the inside out. I love so it. straight away, if if that process is done right, and by the way, if I don't feel like they are there or where they need to be yet, or if I'm not like thinking I can help this person, I won't offer to work with them. But Absolute when they say integrity. Yeah, and when they say yes, and I genuinely mean that's not like a marketing thing to get people in. It's listen, if if you don't like me, if I don't not like you, but if I don't think, oh, I can sit down and have a cup of tea, as us British all do, Oliver Twist and all that. <laughs> we and this is the big thing, Christine. I want people to gel with me. I like having fun. This shouldn't be all serious. Like you're meant to live your life and enjoy it we can have good fun with this we can make it enjoyable that's why you're here because i really love your philosophy and i I, used to be a chef ah me me too (laughs) see we have a lot in common and by the way ian and i met as part of boss coaches which is a great mastermind so i got to know a little bit about him through that and i i can always tell when i gravitate towards somebody like when i have a connection and i just felt i really I like your methodology. I like your vibe. I like that whole, that you're really genuine, that you really want to help somebody. There's a lot of coaches out there just want to make money. And that's, that's, I understand it, but I love that heart-centered coach that really puts their people first. And that's why you're here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I warm towards yourself too. and And I think if we can just in some sort of way through social because it is an uphill battle fighting oh. against diet culture and I'm part of these weight loss groups in 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 social media Facebook in particular and it's just awful and you think how can these people so maybe they the clients that are listening the people that are listening to this they've just been burned so many times what makes me different what makes you different conversations like this and we're not just there to sell you a program. Like working with me is application only. Right. You, you, and we have a conversation. We have numerous calls before we go anywhere. It's not click by, there's the program. And that's Thank important. you very much. That's really yeah. important. That Because if somebody's going to put their trust in you, then you have to be able to mesh together. You don't want to work with somebody that you don't feel comfortable with, particularly if you're sharing a lot of internal things. And a yeah. lot of life, you don't want to have, you know, that discussion with somebody who you don't trust and mm. you need to build that trust and decide, is this really going to work or otherwise you're just wasting your time and your money and your time and money. So I think it's really important that you have that screening. I think that's fabulous. Now, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you to work with you, is it best to email you? Do you have a free Facebook group? Tell me how they get in touch with you. And I'm going to include so that I- in the show notes. 
so I've got a website. My business is called Build with Bickle. So the name just came. I, I work with clients and we work together and building is a process and it's done with me, not by me. I like to empower my clients and remind them they are they can do this. So I said earlier, the least I do, the better, because that <laughs> highlights to the client they are capable. And we start conditioning that in their head. So it's buildwithbickle.com. I have a free diet scorecard, which off the back of people completing that, they can get a few freebies just telling them maybe how to set up a very basic diet and 10 tips to avoid the the traps of dieting and so on and so forth. They get a few emails. We know how to work these days, everyone. But off the back of that, they can book a free 30-minute call just to talk about the score they got on their diet scorecard. So it just asks about like where this is affecting them in their life. Do they have funny behaviors around food, around their body image, so on and so forth. I've got a free Facebook group. It's called Thrive, Fix Binge and Emotional Eating and Your Dieting. I'm thinking of changing the name already to break free from binge and emotional eating. It. So it's 50-50, but you can just search Thrive. I um, like that. I like both. I think if they work with you, they're going to thrive. So it's, it works. Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping Thrive. That bit I'm keeping definitely. So just stick Thrive in. But you can find me, Ian Bickle, on Facebook. And, and I'm going uh, to link it in the show notes. So anybody listening can find it in the show notes, both on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. So it'll be there. You can go below the show notes, make sure that you contact Coach Ian and yep. book, your, book your call. You have nothing to lose, right? Conversations yeah. are so worthwhile, especially because there's just, like I said, the, the market's so full of disingenuous coaches. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but we want to stick with people that are qualified and that are heart-centered. Those two things are super important when you're looking for a coach. And uh, Ian's yeah. a real deal. So give well, him a shout and that's the thing. Remember that that word qualified. Listen, these days, people are more than prepared to show a bit of skin, bit of abs, bit of leg, bit of boom for the ladies. And that <laughs> the brain just puts two and two together. And it's, I want that. And it's, whoa, you, as we said earlier, you don't you only see what you're shown. So, listen, I've got two kids. I'm a family oriented man. I love I love health and fitness, but that's part of my life. It's not my entire life. And my clients I work with, it's about integration, right. not about choosing right. I have to do that all in. I'm like, listen, you have to be all in on yourself, your best self. Let's see where the chips land. Let's figure this out together and find your sweet spot where you are your best self, where you're great at work, great with your family, your health's on point and so on and so forth and and that's what it's really all about so yeah just reach out i know facebook's a bit funny at the minute with sending messages to randomers so you can just email us ian at buildwithbickle.com but there's contact details left in center you probably find it harder not to get in contact as in some sort of way and you can always message me too and i'll get you i'll get you all ian's information so i, I love connecting with everybody i'm a connecting queen Give me all I the appreciate. <laughs> so if anybody has any questions, this episode will be everywhere. So you can contact me, you can contact Ian directly and get the help that you need. I so appreciate you being here with me. It's great to connect again. And I do miss being part of Boss Coaches, but I graduated because if we don't graduate, we, we, we constantly hold on to that hand and we just never move further. 
It's a great, it's a great group and I miss everybody, but I'm so thankful that you are here today. And I'm so thankful that you're out there helping everybody. It's so important that work is just, gosh, it's just really incredible. So keep doing all that awesome stuff, my friend, and I will keep in touch with you. I am going to ask you people, if you have enjoyed the show, would you please give us a follow and a review on Apple podcasts that always helps spread the word and it is so appreciated. And I will catch up with you, my friends very soon.